Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Do you ever feel frustrated? Well, your dog does. Frustration occurs when an animal is interrupted in reaching their goals. Unfortunately, this occurs all too often in the modern world when a dog's goals do not align with those of their human companion. This can be a source of distress for both you and your dog, but it can also lead to the development of problem behaviors and can damage the relationship that you have with your dog. But we have answers for you. Join us for a two-day in-person seminar October 5th and 6th with instruction by Daniel Shaw. Daniel Shaw is an animal behaviorist with a background in animal behavior, psychology, and neuroscience. He will be talking about what frustration is and how it can be identified, the difficulty of conventional approaches in resolving frustration, what influences the value of rewards, as well as supporting frustrated dogs and building frustration tolerance. You can buy early bird tickets now until August the 5th, and be sure that you join us for our pre-seminar social Friday evening where you can meet Daniel and the Dog Speak team. We look forward to seeing you October 5th and 6th in Nashville, Tennessee for the Neuroscience of Resolving Frustration in Dogs seminar. Hey guys, and welcome to the Dog Speak podcast. I am Nikki Ivey, your host. I am thrilled that you are joining me to talk puppies, dog training, real life manners, and more. Be sure to check out our Facebook page as well as our website at dogspeak101.com. Hey, Dog Speak Geeks, I hope you're hanging in there uh, in this really strange time um, in our world. But I think that if we look at it a little differently, then we can see that this is a great time for rejuvenation, uh, for reflection, um, but also a really good time to train your dog because you have no excuses, no excuses not to be training, no excuses not to make your dog a better household member. So this is something that I really want you to uh, take in and create good habits so that when life goes back to whatever normal is going to look like after this, that you continue to do the things that you learn during the quarantine. So today I want to talk about capturing behavior. Um, you know, training, you've heard me say it, training is 24-7. Um, everything that you... Uh, interact with your dog every time you interact with your dog whatever that dog is doing at that moment you are teaching that that behavior is acceptable and so capturing is a great way to to teach good behavior but if you're not careful you can also teach things that you don't like because capturing behavior is about acknowledging the things that you like when we talk about good manners and we talk about the things that most people want their dogs to do like sit, down, stay, come when called. Um, when we talk about these things, if you really look at it, dogs already do all the things that we want. Dogs already sit. Dogs already lay down. These are natural behaviors that dogs do on a regular basis. Let's take sit for an example. So many times people get sit as their first behavior. I'll talk to people and they'll say, you know, my puppy is really smart. At eight, nine weeks, she's already sitting. 
Well, I really don't want to burst your bubble, but I'm about to. Um, you didn't teach the sit, and the sit doesn't make your dog uh, super smart. Doesn't mean that your dog is not smart, but what I'm saying is, is that your dog has actually been sitting, putting its butt on the floor, normally, since about, I'd say, three weeks. And as far as laying down, so many times people say, well, I can't get my dog to lay down. Well, you may not be able to get the dog to respond to a word that you have put in place for down, but your dog has been laying down since it came out of the womb. As a matter of fact, laying down was pretty much all it could do the first couple of weeks of life. So, you see, we don't teach sit. We don't teach down. Um, and that is something that I really want you to think about for a second. You know, this is why I don't recommend people using a lure to get your dog to sit or using a lure to get your dog to lay down because that's just adding one more step to getting a dog to respond on command. Because if I use a lure, I now have to uh, shape myself and shape the dog out of the lure. So when you use a lure, you've got a piece of food, um, you've got a hand signal, and you're getting a dog to follow the piece of food. Well, if I do this, then basically what I'm having to do is then take steps to, once I get the dog following the lure, then removing the treat out of my hand following the lure, and then shaping the lure out so that I just have voice command. If you've listened to any of my podcasts or know my training style, I do not like hand signals. I think that hand signals are very easy to put into play at a later date, but I am all about my dog responding to verbal commands so that I don't have to waste the extra bit of time to get the dog to look at me. If I have a dog running you know, towards something and I wanna call the dog to me, if I've used a hand signal with that, that hand signal becomes part of the command. So I better have a very strong stop and look at me command in order to get the come command. And I don't want that. I want my dog to respond immediately when the voice command is given, no matter what the dog is doing and no matter what I'm doing, especially if my hands are full and I can't give the hand signal, right? So these are things I want you to think about. So whenever I want to teach some basic commands, um, basic manners, your sit, stay, down, calm, walking on leash. Um, the thing is, is your dog already does these things. So your dog sits on a regular basis. There's no need to lure that behavior. Nobody needs to lure the down because the dog is going to get tired and it's going to lay down. And also the dog is coming to you on a regular basis, especially as a puppy. And if you can make the dog coming to you a reward, then the dog is going to really start paying attention. It's like if you've ever played a slot machine and every time you've played this certain slot machine, you've won something, you're gonna go straight to that slot machine every time you're in that casino, right? Or if you've won big on one certain scratch-off ticket, you're always gonna go for that scratch-off ticket when you've won on a regular basis. And on a scratch-off ticket that you've only won maybe once out of 10, you're not gonna default to picking that scratch-off ticket. But if you're winning seven out of 10 times, even if it's another free ticket, you're gonna keep going for that scratch-off ticket. And so you need to become that to your dog. When the dog comes to you one out of eight, nine, 10 times, you're rewarding the dog with something more than just your attention. That can be huge. So what I want you to focus on is capturing behavior, capturing these behaviors that your dog is already doing. 
Now, if you don't have a good verbal marker, you need to do that first and foremost. Your dog may know that good boy or good girl um, is something good to hear, but if you've not made it real powerful, you need to do that. So we'll use good puppy as the um, verbal marker. What I want you to do is, is I want to use three levels of our verbal marker. We have good puppy, good puppy with a pet, good puppy with a resource. And I want the dog to understand that you can earn any of those on a regular basis. So look at good puppy by itself as a free spin on a slot machine. Then you have your good puppy with a pet. That's maybe winning a few quarters back. And then you have good puppy with a resource, which can be anything from 10 quarters up to the Corvette sitting on top of the machines. So what we're doing is teaching the dog that the good puppy can mean any type of reward on a regular basis. This way we're not being dependent on food. We're not being dependent on the resources themselves. Um, but also remember that resources can be anything that the dog finds rewarding. So, and you can go back and listen to the podcast on the reward system and, and what that looks like. Now, to condition that, what you'll do is I like to sit down with about 10 pieces of kibble if your dog really likes the kibble. If not, you can use small pieces of treat. You take about 10, you can just put them in a pile where the dog cannot get them. You will say, good puppy, regardless of what your dog is doing, and give a piece of kibble. As soon as the dog gets done eating that, you say, good puppy. You will then pick up a piece of kibble and give the dog a piece of kibble. Good puppy, pick up the kibble, give the piece of kibble to your dog. You'll do that for all 10 pieces of kibble. This will take you about 30 to 45 seconds, depending on how quickly your dog eats. Make sure you do not pick up the kibble until you say good puppy and don't have it in your hand. So this way we're conditioning the verbal marker so that the dog starts to hear, oh wow, when I hear good puppy, sometimes I get something really yummy for that. And that will make the dog really start paying attention to those words and it will kind of get through to uh, the brain where it can understand that that behavior they're doing elicits that response from you with a chance to earn a reward. And so capturing behavior is about this. It's about telling the dog when they're doing something that you like, right? So if your dog is looking out the window and the dog is quiet, good puppy. When you reward enough, the dog should have a whiplash effect should have a whiplash effect on the dog to where it's going to whip around and look at you like, ooh, how good? You got anything for me? And even if you don't have anything at that moment, maybe the next few times you will have something like a piece of treat and reward the dog. So the dog starts to understand that, wow, okay, wait a minute. When I'm sitting at this door, sometimes I get a verbal marker. Now, if I sit at the door and bark, will I still get the verbal marker? No, I don't recommend rewarding that. But if you're sitting at that door quiet, Yes, that's what gets it. Now, it's very obvious to us that we're rewarding the dog for being quiet, looking out the door. But it's not so obvious to the dog, so it's going to take multiple times for the dog to figure out what the common denominator is, which is sitting at the door quietly. Now, the other times is when your dog lays down. Oh, good boy, good puppy, right? And reward the dog, and the dog eventually is going to go, wow, my mom really likes it when I lay down. I'm going to start doing that on a regular basis just like you probably started doing with the sit. Now, once the dog is consistently doing it, you're welcome to start putting a command to it, right? So all you're doing is putting a word that matches with that behavior. So as the dog is uh, laying down, you might say down, and then good puppy, good down. Or if you miss the dog laying down, 
you can still just say good puppy, good down. Because all you're doing is just associating this word with this particular behavior. So you're not giving the command, but you are just saying, hey, yeah, this is the word that goes along with that. So eventually you can ask for the behavior and get it. But I don't want you to worry about naming behaviors right now. I don't want you to overthink things. What I want you to start doing is I want you to start focusing on the behaviors that you like. I want you to start capturing that behavior. Get used to looking for good things and stop looking for bad things. Laws of attraction. If you start looking for the negatives, that's all you're going to get. Just like if you start focusing on how miserable it is to be quarantined, you're going to continue to be miserable. Instead, think about all the positives that's going to come out or that's happening now. Spending more time with the family. Getting to rest more. Maybe getting to catch up on one of your favorite shows, and that's good for the soul. You're laughing more because you are watching funny things. So think about the positives on that. And, you know, and when you start looking for the positives in your dog, you're going to start seeing that, hey, you know what? Your dog does really do a lot of good things that you need to start capturing. And this is what I was talking about in our live Facebook yesterday, is that training is 24-7, not just during training sessions. I hate training sessions. When you just do training sessions, if that's the only thing you're doing, the dog is going to learn that I only have to pay attention when I see, you know, dad with the treat bag and the leash, and the dad is, is completely focused on me. When in fact, I want the dog to understand that um, teaching is happening constantly and that he can earn rewards on a regular basis. You know, even if I'm maybe playing fetch with my dog, um, if my dog comes running to me, oh, good puppy, good calm, and then I get the ball and I throw it, dog comes running back, good puppy, good calm, good boy, get the treat or the ball, throw it again. Look at that. The dog is coming to you during fetch. Maybe I'm holding the ball and I'm waiting for the dog to offer something. The dog sits. Oh, good sit. And I throw the ball. So right then I'm teaching. The dog doesn't have to sit every time before I throw the ball. But if the dog wants to offer it, I can reward it. So another thing is that your dog stays on a regular basis. You know, the dog lays down and stays quite often. And so that is something that you can absolutely reward as well. Reward when the dog is quiet and laying down, chewing on its bone. Don't be afraid to acknowledge good behavior for fear it's going to end. Yeah, more than likely, when you acknowledge the dog laying down chewing on a bone, the dog may come up and come over to you, right? But it doesn't mean that um, the dog is now going to start doing bad things. No, the dog is then going to realize that, oh, when I lay down and I'm chewing on a bone, mom gives me a good verbal marker and sometimes I might get a treat for that. And so the dog is not only being rewarded for chewing on the bone because that is a self-rewarding behavior, but now there's an extra reward because mom or dad or siblings, the kids, is going, they're going to reward me for just laying down and chewing on my bone. So it's like I'm getting my cake and getting to eat it too. So you see that, that you can reward your dog on a regular basis using just your verbal, a verbal with a pet, and verbal with resources. But get in the habit of acknowledging behavior and capturing behavior. And there's so many things you can capture. I once taught um, my Roddy, one of my first Rottweilers, I taught her um, basically to look up at the sky. And the, the way I taught it is she naturally knew to offer behavior. Uh, that's how she, we were always training, was about capturing behavior. And she was really good about looking around. And so she would look left, she'd look right, and then she would look up. And, 
And so I would capture that and I would mark it. And so she learned that looking up would earn a verbal marker and possibly a reward. And I thought, man, what am I going to do with this? And I thought, well, it doesn't really matter. She's still doing it. I don't have to name it, but I wanted to put something fun with it. And, and so I was considering putting the word Vogue to it, playing a little bit of Madonna and, uh, you know, saying Vogue and have her do that. But then I thought, you know what? I want people to think that she's super smart. So I put the command airplane or airplanes um, to that behavior. And so what we would do is I would say, Trace, where do you find airplanes? And airplanes was the cue. She would look straight up into the air. And people thought she was the most brilliant dog in the world. And all I, all I did was capture behavior and then name it. And so you see that your dogs are doing things on a regular basis. If your dog is laying on its back, capture that behavior. Um, if the dog is flopping over, capture that behavior. Your dog's tossing a toy in the air, capture the behavior. So capturing is something that you can do on a regular basis. You, you don't always have to have food on you. Um, you do have your mouth with you all the time, so use that. You always want to capture the behavior first using your verbal marker before you decide if you're going to be just the verbal, verbal with a pet, or verbal with a resource. Verbal is always first. If you take uh, too long to uh, use that verbal, so if you see the dog sit and the dog pops back up and you say, good puppy, and you think you're marking the sit, you really weren't. You were marking the action of standing up. So you will want to capture it during the desired behavior as the butt's going to the floor, as they're standing up if you want the stand, as they're laying down, as they're walking towards you. Don't wait for the dog to get all the way to you before you reward the dog and or tell the dog that I really like the fact you're coming to me. Right, because the come behavior is coming to you, not being with you. Being with you is the end of the behavior. So I really want you to focus on capturing good behavior on a regular basis, especially, especially looking out the window, because I know you guys are dealing with a lot of barking right now because people are out and walking and moving around and your dog is not napping as much because there's so much stimulation taking place. So I really want you to work on marking that behavior of quiet looking out the window. Or maybe good puppies if they're playing nicely. I mean, there are so many things that you can capture. There's so many good things that your dog is doing on a regular basis. You need to learn to capture that behavior. So this is about you creating good habit, good habit of really looking for the good behavior and the habit of acknowledging good behavior on a regular basis and stop looking for the negative. Stop looking for the things you don't like. Start thinking about what you want your dog to do. What do you want your dog to do during dinner time? What do you want your dog to do when people come to the door? What do you want the dog to do when you are out in the backyard and dog is done pottying? Or, you know, what do you want the dog to do when you're laying in the floor doing your exercises? All right, so think about what you want, not what you don't want. Start capturing good behavior. Stop using the word no and stop and quit. Stop using harsh tones. Stop using stern voices. All right, so really focus on a good puppy and acknowledge good things. And you'd be surprised at how hard it is to be frustrated if you're saying good puppy a lot. I'm sure y'all are probably hearing my cat in the background. She's wanting to uh, go out and I've got my door closed and she keeps uh, jumping up on the chair and trying to turn the knob. She's a super smart cat and, uh, and I love her. Yes, she's my good girl. But anyway, back to the dogs. You want to make sure that you are capturing good behavior. And, you know, speaking of the cat, 
I will acknowledge good behavior for my cat as well uh, because I want them to come when I ask them to come because they are indoor-outdoor cats. And I also want them to understand that they can earn good rewards by being with me and doing things with me. So we're developing that relationship. I do not have aloof cats. Uh, our cats are a lot like our dogs. So with all that being said, get out there. Uh, start first. Condition your verbal marker. Okay, 10 or 12 little pieces of kibble. Good puppy, reward. Good puppy, reward. Good puppy, reward. You'll do it for all of them. And you should only have to do it once. You can do it twice, does not matter. Then I want you to start looking for good behaviors. I want you to start marking that behavior on a regular basis. It should be no problem to say good puppy at least 200 times a day. Um, and if you want, one, one good kind of thing that you can do to help yourself be a little bit more aware is take about 50 pieces of kibble and put it out in the morning. Uh, go ahead and count it out. And throughout the day, I want you to find 50 things that the dog is doing that you like and reward with those 50 pieces. Now, you can just do this with their breakfast. You can maybe feed them a little bit of their breakfast and then save the rest throughout the day and use it throughout the day. You can also do it in the evening with their meal. It's just kind of forcing you to say, okay, I've got to find this many behaviors to acknowledge and reward. And you're only giving one piece of kibble at a time. Uh, so it's just training your brain to look for those good things and acknowledge on a regular basis. So this is real easy to do, guys. It's really not that hard because um, I promise you, you probably have said no 200 times a day, especially being home. Uh, so just change it. Look for the good stuff. Your dog will appreciate it. You will appreciate it. Um, you'll probably be a little more sane with each other. And that's what you need to do. Uh, you need to start teaching good behavior, capturing that good behavior, because I promise you, your dog is doing it. All right, so there's that. There are a couple new videos on our website. Check those out. Uh, we're in the process of doing some more videos, just um, making sure we have good weather, not too windy, so that we can get out and do some things. The two new videos are on leash walking, so that you can check that out. And you can also look at the conditioning marker and hand feeding exercises on the on our website as well dogspeak101.com videos and if you know if you don't like us on facebook please go and like us on facebook because that's where we're doing our live feeds and we have several things that are going to be coming up that we're going to be doing online for you guys uh, that will give you an opportunity to get on and ask questions and have some questions answered for behaviors that you're having and those type of things. So we're really trying to, to uh, continue to give you things that you can do to keep your dog, um, one, mentally stimulated, but also giving you some ideas on training yourself because part of the training is about you and retraining your brain and your thought process with these dogs. So don't get frustrated, guys. All right, work with your dogs, acknowledge good behaviors, and um and think positive think positive about this whole situation think about all the things that you can do and just know that you know you're not the only one in this so uh, everybody is in the same boat and everybody knows what you're going through because they're going through the same thing we love you guys and we really hope for the best for you we hope you get an opportunity to rejuvenate and um, reflect on your life and make sure that you are doing things that make you happy make sure that you are um, taking care of the things that are the most important. All right. So 
love you guys. Stay safe, and hopefully uh, we'll, we'll all get through this very, very soon and get back to some hands-on training and seeing you guys one-on-one -on -one or in group classes. All right, take care, guys.